0: Previously on the Tony Kornizer
1: Show. I don't want them in here. I don't want to chase them away, but I want to discourage it. What would you I do if, to you put out, it?
0: if you put out a bowl of candy, 25 pieces, and put it yeah. out at six fifteen, And one and kid and took them all? And you're staring out the window and you right, will One do. kid, take one, look around left, right, left again. I'll, do,
1: I'll go out there and go, Hey, hey, put it back. Is that my ball? You know put it that because that's not that's not in the spirit of sharing what if you no, put no. some of those pro v's from pinehurst i'm not doing that in the bucket i'm not doing that i want them i want to lose them myself the tony kornheiser show is on now so we had halloween and we had bought two different bags of candy one with 250 individual little things of candy over six Brands of candy Kit Kat, Almond Joy, Whoppers, Milk Duds, Hershey's, and Reese's. And they're, they're um, alarmingly small. They're really, really small. Yeah, cheapening the candy. Yeah, really small. And then we bought one with 150 pieces. We opened up the 250 piece thing and put some out on a tray. And I put the tray on a table outside of the fence for anybody to take as they wanted. We had virtually no traffic on our street. We do not have a welcoming street. The streets nearer to us, the larger avenues and the streets have a lot more decorations. On our side of the street, the 10 or 12 houses, there's only one house with children. On the other side of the street, there's three or four houses with children, but nobody made a big deal about it. And in order to get to those houses from the avenue is a long walk and you cannot see the lights from the avenue so so but you'd think the little house is enough of an attraction nobody came to the little house at all (laughs) the little house was locked down so when i put the candy out and then i took it back at about nine o'clock i took all the candy back inside brought the table back inside um i had taken the dog out and i noticed that not a lot of homes but a few homes they had fire pits working uh, they had adults out there, and they were supervising the giving out of candy. And more than a few homes had signs, and the signs said, "Due to COVID, we are not giving out candy this year. We'll see you next year." And those houses had decorations. So we had—we don't normally get a lot of traffic, and we had one third to one quarter of the, maybe even one fifth of the traffic we normally get. Virtually nothing. How about you?
0: We we had no traffic. We didn't have candy. Now our issue was we came over Sunday. Late? In not we were giving out like stock no, tips. We the, 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 <laughs> what are we doing? Doors <laughs> do locked, mean? lights off, but TV really? visible. So people knew we were home. They knew we were at a... So you made it. a conscious choice that you We not made pregnant. a conscious choice, and we saw that in our neighborhood, the listserv allowed you to sort of tag your house saying we were open for business. We have individually sealed bags that we'll hand out or they're on the porch. I didn't have individually sealed bags. I
1: had the bags inside the large bag. I didn't think to do that. So
0: by the time we wake up on Sunday, we're hungry for some candy. We yeah. come over to your house. We see, we see bags open, ready have, to go. You have to take some candy. Home I know, today. but you opened the lesser bag. No, the larger bag. The larger bag is also the lesser bag. And Liz and I are looking at each other. What going, do you mean the lesser bag? Cause you didn't like the quality
1: of the yeah, candy. the quality of the candy. Okay. What yeah. was okay. the candy? I just, I announced what it was. But, it was Reese's, which is great. Oh, that's Hershey's right, yeah. Chocolate, which is great. Almond Joy, which is great. Almond Joy, Milk surprise. Milk Duds and Whoppers, not yeah, great. Yeah,
0: surprise front in our house as we get older. Yeah. But what are you doing putting Whoppers in that thing?
1: Well, that's, I didn't, you know, that's, <laughs> I guess they're made, they're all made by the same company as my you guess. clearly
0: didn't pay the extra for the Twix and the Snickers bars.
1: No, I didn't buy them. I got a joke. Your mother in. bought them. Whoppers are so great. I, th- I like, like individually,
0: warppers. but but not in a. There's in only a mixed three.
1: Bag. They only come three. It, the the portion is so incredibly small. The candy companies. I'm not saying they're trying to cheat you, but they're trying to get you off candy because there's just nothing. There's really nothing. And I'll, in there. I'll go ahead and say it. For, with that ESPN contract, you can go get full size <laughs> candy bars. <laughs> no, I know. Let's I be real. Uh, your mother got them, and she's not <laughs> a, a candy eater. I mean, she's really not. So that was uh, our uh, Halloween story. For those of you who live in the Northeast, welcome to winter. Um, We had snow flurries today. Conversational all the way over. Yeah, Melissa Molay going crazy today at the thought that there might be a drop or two, a flake or two of snow in an otherwise incredibly windy day. The wind that was affecting uh, the football games yesterday in the northern tier has dipped down, and we're going to have 50-mile-an-hour winds for much of the day. It's cold. I mean it's, you know, it's 36 degrees and really windy. It looked like That's most really of the cold. sidelines
0: yesterday did not read the full weather outlook cuz they all were underprepared.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that they do in Green Bay is to show their toughness. They don't wear long sleeves. It looks even colder when you just see the long benches. Yeah, Green Bay is Green Bay's cold. That was a bad game for the Packers. They're supposed to win that game. There were two um two games yesterday in which a one-win team beat a one-loss team. Cincinnati beat Tennessee more surprising to me honestly Cincinnati beating Tennessee Joe Burrow's really good Justin yeah, Herbert's play. good Joe Burrow's really good Tua Tungavailoa we'll see. did nothing I mean his team won but it had nothing to do with him the other two are good and Burrow I think is really good and the other one less surprising was Minnesota beating Green Bay that's a traditional rivalry I understand it was in Green Bay, but it's not like there's 70,000 people there, so you don't really get a home field advantage. It was only surprising
0: by the first half that Cousins has had over the course of the season.
1: Yeah, you know, but they're a good team. They've been a playoff team, for a consistent playoff team, and Rodgers was singing the praises of Mike Zimmer. Wilbon felt it was because Zimmer was a pigeon, but Zimmer beat him. Uh, A lot of other things. There are a lot of other games that we can get to. We'll get to some of them with Mike, probably the Bears game. The most exciting game for me, well, two very exciting games. Three, actually the baltimore steelers game and the reigning mvp coughed it up four times yesterday had two interceptions and two fumbles i believe the new england game new england is driving for a score that's going to win the game right am i right on that they're going to win the game yep oh if and, they get a touchdown, they're going to win yeah they were down by yeah three, and so cam yeah. newton fumbles inside mm. the 10 mm-hmm. he fumbles you know a he can't pass he can run he gained a lot of yards running, but he can't pass anymore. And if he's going to fumble, you may as well go with Jarrett Stidham. You may as well. He's on a one-year rental anyway, and that, that thing now looks lost. They went to Buffalo. I thought they were going to win that game. Um, the other, the, to me, the most exciting game was the Denver Chargers game. Anthony Lynn is going to get fired at the end of the season because, like Atlanta, this is the third or fourth time they've blown a big lead and got beat at the end. Right, last play of the game, they get beat. So that's an untenable circumstance to me. Is there anything you want to add to this before I go into an email or two? No, just the second quarter alone of the Dolphins game, where you want to see let me ways. see what Tua
0: could do with the ball, you and can't. the defense just puts up touchdowns from nothing.
1: Yeah, Pun they, returns. they got a punt return and they got a fumble sack return, and you know, and like, look, the Pittsburgh game, it looked like Pittsburgh would be great. They had the first play of the game almost. They intercept, pick six on, on Lamar Jackson, and then their their offense totally disappears. Right, and you looked at it, you, um,
0: maybe, uh, I forget who it was on the defense, seemed to be getting into it with the coach, and then they completely yeah, shut yelling down and screaming. the Ravens in the second half. And it looked like it was going back and forth, back and forth. The most exciting play was taken off the field when Jackson made something out of nothing, looked like he was going
1: to take an eight-yard loss, get sacked, and turned it into a touchdown. A touchdown, and, and then and, and goes away. Yeah. Um, I will say this, that uh, I, I say this with some reluctance because I don't, I'm not the biggest believer in the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they have earned the right to be called the best team in football right now. And they haven't played Kansas City, but they went on the road. They were at Tennessee and at Baltimore and they won both those games. That's, you know, you can't do that and not be the best team in football. So they would in any ranking now, they would be one. I think Kansas City would be two and probably Seattle would be three. That would probably be the ranking at the moment. So I got this email the other day from R.J. from Bronxville, New York, by way of Chicago. Anyway, it's dear Uncle Tony. He's talking about something last week. On Wednesday's show, you suggested that Ryan Fitzpatrick was the only college quarterback that you saw play in person who then went on to the NFL. My initial thought was this can't be true. But then I thought about how Long Island, Binghamton and D.C. are not exactly fertile breeding grounds for elite quarterback play. And then it dawned on me you were standing in the end zone. When the Golden Eagles defeated the Hurricanes via the hail Flutie. That's true. I was in the end zone. I saw that. I was right there. Now, while Mr. Flutie didn't have the most illustrious career and spent most of his professional years under center in Canada, he was, in fact, a college quarterback you saw in person who went on to play in the NFL. It seems your waistline isn't the only thing that's disappearing, old sport. And my response to this is, yes, yes. I I went to other college games and saw people. I saw Boomer Esiason. I f- saw Frank Reich. I That's saw. When you were still a traveling, but I was journalist. a sports writer then. The, I, the distinction I was trying to draw is: I sort of went on my own, and I was a fan, and I was so You're taken. so cold, though. I was freezing. I left it after like in the third quarter. Um, I was so taken by Ryan Fitzpatrick, and and then he became a pro, and I've always sort of remembered that. And I, I make that distinction between people that I saw in the course of my work. So so even though you want to suggest that my mind is losing, I'm losing my mind. Well, d- may I share a story that happened before the show?
0: Sure. So Chessie comes inside. She'd been running around for the last half hour. You, like a good dog provider, want to give her a treat. Yeah. But I, this this bag has never been opened. I didn't know how. So you open stand it. over the thing, trying to rip open the bag of
1: soup bones <laughs> for a dog,
0: cursing as you can't open it. And you have to sheepishly hand it to me, where you cannot recognize that there's a tear at the top of the bag, yeah, yeah, no. which will allow you to access the Ziploc portion of said bag.
1: But that, that is, speaks less to my losing my mind than my just n- never encountering something like this and not knowing what to do this with it. This is like general standard practice for any snack bag. Yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> um, from Chris in Austin. Did I hear you correctly in the last open? You said Nigel comes over every morning and brings you the bagels, reads, and email. I had to rewind the podcast to make sure I heard that right. One, does he drive over, with his, drive over with his laptop, open your computer, and then emails them to you? That can't be right. Two, does he drive over and turn on a prompter and show them to you? That can't be right. Three, does he print them out, drive over to you, and hand delivery emails to you? Yes. Yeah, yes. Why is that so odd? Yeah, that's the way I, we do it. Do you, do you think that's odd, Nigel? I don't think that's so. Printed odd. and then ordered. You know, yeah, no, I mean. Yeah, we, we sort through them. Yeah, no, just like we would hand everything to you as if you were in studio. So, plus, it gives it Or a as if I were know. mentally incompetent <laughs> and and had to have things delivered to me and hand delivered and marked and set off with paper clips, which is exactly what happens. Just piles and piles of email in this house. You know, just yeah. stuff like that. Make sure All you right, got um, your applesauce. Yeah. Is there anything anything you wanted that you saw yesterday that you thought we should talk about in the open or we can move on?
0: Uh, it felt like the first weekend, and maybe this is because the World Series is, is over and football is really all we got, but it's because of the turning of the seasons, the weather, you're seeing the storylines emerge, but it felt like the full NFL weekend for me where
1: you're watching start I, to finish. I would think, yes, I would think that this was a very high-rated weekend for football. I'm not sure, but I would think it was. College football as well. One other thing from Mark Russe, in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Isn't that where oh, the yeah. prep school, where Bob Ryan went to school? Yeah, yeah. Lawrenceville. Dear Mr. Tony, as someone with a passion for old guy radio and a dark sense of humor, I want you to know that when I hear Werewolves of London, I change the lyrics to, you better stay away from Jim. He'll poke your... just l- you better stay away from him. He'll poke your lung out, Jim. Just go ask Tyrod Taylor. That's very <laughs> funny. That's how Justin Herbert got in the prose. Because the team doctor who should be sued for malpractice... But punctured the lung of the starting quarterback with an injection. Now I want Hoagie Haven. We will take a break. And Michael Wilbon, who was tremendously buoyed yesterday by um, what happened on Saturday with Northwestern. I watched most of that game. And then crestfallen. Not so much crestfallen that Chicago lost. He hates Matt Nagy so much. But you get to overtime. Hates him so much. You avoid those sacks. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, We have Wilbon when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the policy genius ad, and they write, please do not read verbatim. Personalize, rotate, and make this your own. You know, look, it's it's an ad for insurance. I, I don't really know how to make it. That's not what I do for a living. I don't sell insurance or buy insurance. I have car insurance. I have health insurance. I have home insurance. I have all of those things. But when you say make it my own, like, let me hey, kids, let me tell you a funny story about insurance. I You know, I don't have that. How many insurance guys do you know that are the life of the party? It's like, that's not that many. Well, you Ned know, Ryerson. Bing. What's well, Yeah, Bing, Matt Ryerson. Bing. Yeah, but he's it. I think that riff is exactly what they were looking yeah, for. Yeah, right now you can save 50% or more by using policy genius to compare life insurance. When you're shopping for a policy that could last more than a decade, those savings really start to add up. And here's how it works. First, you head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best practice. How could I personalize that? How could I not read that script and make it work for you? I, I can't. Policy, that's why they write it. <laughs> Policy genius will compare policies starting at as little as a dollar a day. You might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And the best part is they work for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So if you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. I will give them an extra read here. Me giving this to them. PolicyGenius.com. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is Money for Guns from St. Louis, one of our favorite bands. This is called Pure Electric Sound. Will Salisbury sends it to us. Love Money for Guns. It's been a while since we've sent you a tune. I was reading the contract we signed with Nigel back in 2016. And legally, I still owe you three or more, quote, the hammer and the boots will come knocking. So I hope you and the gang enjoy the attached song from our record On the Edge of Light, God Bless, Save the Children, Let It Ride. Will Salisbury, contributing writer for Arch City Media. Arch City. That's one of those things. Wilbur joins us now. You've seen me do this. It's... There are two things in my life, I would say, that I have seen repeatedly that completely fascinate me. That now that I don't go anywhere anymore, I will never get to see them again. But they are the Arch in St. Louis, which I could stare at for hours, and Niagara Falls. So when you cover a Buffalo Bills game, or when you used to cover the St. Louis Rams or the Cardinals, you know, I, I always go to them and I give myself hours to watch them. Do you have anything like that naturally I where you just it. say, I
2: thought, I thought you said Mount Rushmore was one of those.
1: Yeah, but I've never been there. I've you've never been, been, to, the the no, been oh, to the heads. No, you've been to the heads, right? Your parents took you yeah. when you were a kid. Yeah. 12 years no, old. No, I've never been. I want to go. Yeah, I was Henry at Mary that thing.
2: The most fascinating thing.
1: Right. I was at that thing in Georgia, Stone Mountain, but I don't care yeah, about that. that. Doesn't, that's that's doesn't a ripoff. Happen. But the arch in St. Louis is amazing to me and Niagara Falls. No, for neither?
2: The arch is not in the top 400 things for me. No. The Niagara Falls is great. I've been a couple of times, including like three years ago, but nah, nah, the arch is, you know, it's all right. Really? All
1: right, right. so I I want to tell people that I now watch almost as much of the Northwestern game as you do. I'm watching it constantly. I am texting constantly. That's a Big win, big comeback win for Northwestern. Describe it to us and how you felt watching it.
2: Well, down seventeen, nothing on the road. Yeah. I, I, and you know, look, we already had. I was annoyed with us because they put up a couple of times that in the in the la, in the period of time in which Kirk Ferentz, who is the senior coach in the Big Ten, in
1: the, the Big Ten, yeah, yeah, and yeah.
2: guess who number two is in the Big Ten in terms of seniority.
1: Is it Fitzgerald by now?
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, okay. And in that
2: time, they put up during the sh- during the broadcast that Pat's record against Kirk is eight and six, and it's got to annoy the hell out of him. Yeah, eight and six, and now it's nine and six. But seventeen nothing. I was I, I was tired of us, but down seventeen nothing after you know beating Maryland's brains out forty three three. And I, I knew we'd be behind. I was annoyed because 17 nothing. I knew we'd be behind simply because we played at home a really soft game against Maryland, which was just dreadful. Maryland, obviously, much better.
1: Second week. yeah, second week. Yep, second but, week.
2: Yep. You know, but, but the previous game, we didn't get hit in the mouth at all. I mean, they barely hit back. And so you, you know that I was going to hit you in the mouth. And so down 17 nothing. We came back to win that game, and that was that was, and we did it with a lot of defense. I mean, we didn't we scored you know twenty one to answer and, and, and get ahead and win twenty one twenty. So Tony, and, you know, not to get too inside baseball, but it, you get to the Big Ten championship game like we did two years ago by winning your division. And in the West, you know, we've already got you know Wisconsin is is one of the gonna in they never going to play Wisconsin, you know, they they're in some trouble. Right. And uh, Nebraska's already lost a game. They lost to Penn State. Um, the surprise team in, in that division is Purdue, which is 2-0. and And uh, so but we're 2-0. and And so it's, you know, I, am I going to go out and predict another trip to the Big Ten championship game? No, I'm not. But um, we look pretty good. We look pretty good. We've we got Sunday players. we got a lot of Sunday players now. They're kids. They're, they're kids. They're young. Um, but they, we have them, and they seem to know what they're doing. And we have a new offensive coordinator we stole from Boston College, and he's tremendous. And uh, we got this quarterback who's a transfer from Indiana, fifth year guy. So I, I, I don't want to get nuts, but we, you know we have a game against Nebraska this week, and that likely will, could, will mean something. You know, um, so who knows? I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. The Bears have so angered me that, that well, we'll I'm all Bears. in now on my, on, on, a, my, on my alma mater and just how that feels.
1: So uh, I should point out when people hear about the Big Ten and they hear the possibility that Northwestern could get to the championship game, please remember that Ohio State is on the other side. Other They're side in the eastern Ohio point
2: Michigan yeah. on the other side. Because Ohio
1: State looks great. They, and look, then they, they do. Look,
2: they look great, yeah. Ohio State they actually look like looks great. They belong great. in the, the, in the playoffs. Right no now. question they
1: do no question which I mean, leads Justin me Fields, to this question how about
2: this? Justin Fields Tony he yeah. has as many incompletions as he has touchdowns
1: yeah he's a great each. uh Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are great they're yeah, great they one of them is going to win the Heisman and the other one isn't and you're going to say well I'll take the one that didn't win the Heisman it doesn't matter who it is because they're both great here's what I wonder about over the course of our lives Barry Alvarez has been one of the leading people in the Big Ten as the athletic director of Wisconsin. If you were to say, who are the great administrators in the Big Ten? Surely the name Barry Alvarez would come up. Barry Alvarez is sitting on a team now that looks like it's 21 days out. And he's going to bring up medical reports that say, oh, you know, let's go down to 10 like the ACC do you think that will happen because Barry Alvarez is so influential and deservedly so?
2: I think if it happens, it's because people are already perhaps feeling that way. And Barry Alvarez is influential, as you suggest. Um, I don't think it'll happen just because of him. I don't think, I don't think there's so much love for Wisconsin in general.
0: Everybody's
2: just going to rush to get them back on the field. I, I, if you ask me, Tony, what percentage right now, I don't know. I'd say 58%. Yeah. 50, you, know, you know, something like that, between 55 and 60. Um, and Wisconsin is important to the conference, and so is Barry Alvarez. But Wisconsin's also overstated as hell. Wisconsin's are Dallas Cowboys.
1: Oh, is that right? You think yeah. that they're overrated I mean, yeah, all the time? Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, they're often, you know, they go into some people are mentioning them with Ohio State. And it's like, slow down, Sparky. Yeah. They're really good. They're not that good. No, Ohio State's so we'll, we'll see great. how that how that washes out. All
1: right, let me turn to the Bears. The Bears go to overtime and they lose. I'm going to give you every opportunity to attack Nagy. But I, I will say, in real time, both I and you and everybody else who was watching wondered why Sean Payton didn't run the clock down. So Damn. if they miss the field goal, the other team Right, the other team has no chance.
2: And get Why? Coach. I didn't. I, yeah, I, I don't want to go every single week on the deficiency of NFL coaching. I don't well, he's do a good
1: coach, week. though, Sean Payne. And
2: he did, but you just pointed out. Yeah, I didn't way, get it. By the way, how, how great was Troy Aikman in saying of Matt well, He's Nagy. killing nagging"? What he are you him. doing, son? Yeah, he killed him. He did. The Hall of him. Famer. Right, right. He killed him. And I, I don't, I, I, you know... I, this is the team I got. They, they can't, they, 20 points at home is like an explosion, and it's not enough. They're asking a the defense to win every week to score the points and defend. You, why don't you shut down Drew Brees so they keep on putting up that uh, Chiron that says he, he now is tied with Tom Brady again for the most touchdown passes in NFL history. Why don't you stop him and score, too, while you're at it, because our guy's not going to do that.
1: You wanted Trubisky to come in at one point, and yet yeah, Foles it. went right down the field and, and got it Well, you he know, can't make a play
2: it. with it. He can't make any play. Foles does that. He goes six for six on the drive, and then he throws a pick on the next drive. Yeah, I would have gone to Trubisky because he just he can't get out of the way. He can't. And, and they needed some help. They needed some help with the rushing game. But they put, Nagy put Mitch Trubisky in the game for one running play. You know, you're paying him a lot of money. Why don't you put him in the game? Some. Yeah, I'm not saying bench folds. I'm not saying that. Right. But to go to them for a change of pace, something. But they're, you know, they're they, they're going to lose to Tennessee Sunday. Be five and four, and they'll probably lose to the Vikings. I don't know. Who are Tennessee's
1: reeling five a five. little bit.
2: Yeah, but Tennessee's, Tennessee's reeling, reeling they they've lost two in a row. But they'll, yep. you know, they, they they they've got a homecoming opponent this week. they, they, of they offensive
1: football losing. Like the way, I don't know, I, I, I liked them a lot more before they started losing, which brings me to the point that I made before you joined the show, which is even though I am not sold on the Pittsburgh Steelers, there is no question that the Pittsburgh Steelers need to be ranked number one in yeah. the NFL right now, going yeah. at Tennessee, at Baltimore, winning both those games. They, des- like, even though I think Kansas City would beat them, it doesn't matter. They deserve number one they right are, now, right? They
2: have earned number one. Why don't you believe in the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers? I some just, fly-by-night joint. They're, I know. The Pittsburgh I know. Steelers know what they're doing. Right, How many I'm teams not... have won more Super Bowls than the Pittsburgh Steelers in the history of the NFL? None. Probably three
1: or four. No, oh, no one...
2: none. Really? have the really? Steelers won six?
1: They've <laughs> won six. Of course, six. And New That's England? Great. Oh, New, New England's only six. won six. Okay. Man,
2: no one's more than the Steelers. So hmm. I'm putting, no, no, uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I, how can you go again? Why go Dallas has how
1: many? Dallas has Not three six. with Troy, and two with Storeback. They, they don't five. have six.
2: I, if they do, I don't, they don't have more. Okay. Have more. No, okay. The Bears have more championships, NFL championships. Right? No, but we're Obviously, talking Super Bowl. They got Bowls. one Super Bowl.
1: Super Bowls no. only.
2: The Super Bowls only. The Pittsburgh Steelers. So no, I, I, no, I'm, I'm so, I was sold on them going in. That, that, look, that was that game had everything you wanted. Yes, did. Now you know the 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 Baltimore Ravens have the issue of, you know, you got a great team and you got a quarterback who delivers like eighty percent of the time, but in in the games that are the biggest games, he doesn't deliver. He has some hiccups.
1: Yes, he's had two bad playoff games, and he had he had he turned it over four times yesterday. Mm -hmm. He did.
2: Yeah, that's that's listen, Lamar Jackson. Kansas City looks like. You know, Kansas, Kansas City's Very had cool. some homecoming opponents. Kansas City yes. yesterday it's, it's, had nothing; they had a walkover. Yeah, it's the Jets. the That's Steelers all. have had, as you mentioned, back-to-back big boy games.
1: Yes, they have. Yes, they They're have. One so them. They should be won. Yeah, they should be won.
2: Yeah.
1: No, they, they should be won. Let's go a little bit around the league. Um, Tua shows nothing, but Miami had a had a great game. But Tua does nothing. It's his first game, okay. Uh, but the other two quarterbacks, Justin Herbert. What a, a, Justin Herbert was really good, and Joe Burrow was better than really good. He was great, well, I are they're Well,
2: both, they're, they're both, they are the two you know, guys in this class that you're going to look to, and we'll see if Tua joins them. In yeah,
1: you got to give him a chance.
2: We'll see if he, if, he, if he joins them. But the Rams, the Rams just, what, they just oh. stepped in it. What were they doing? Oh,
3: and they I gave can't up touch.
2: Tr- th- I can't trust them. You talk about, the. I know you like McVay, and I do too, but I don't trust them. I don't trust the Rams at all. Not at all. Well,
1: well, the team you can't trust most in the entire league is Cleveland, which, again, well, I
2: don't, they like, don't even come up.
1: They, they don't, don't register
2: for they, okay. No,
1: no, Cleveland, no. Because, but they were 5-2, were yeah,
2: they? Yeah, they were. They were 5-2 and two going into yesterday, and they looked bad. They didn't just yep. look – they looked bad. Yep. So I don't yep. know what to – I think the league is fun right now because you do have – it's not top-heavy. You have you you've got the Steelers, you've got Kansas City, um,
1: Seattle, Seattle.
2: You got Seattle, and so I what do we make of Green Bay right now?
1: That's a, a to me that's a bad loss. Um,
2: I, yeah, I mean I'm I'm home. gonna I'll undercut the it. Are, the Vikings were better. It's the a divisional team. Division team.
1: The Lions. The yes, Lions oh. are a
2: couple they look oh. impressive, and then they just oh. it's like come on, you're the Lions. What they do you make? You. They went Lion.
1: When, the, when Matthew Stafford's career is over, the amount of yards gained, the amount of touchdown passes is going yeah. to be staggering, and he never yeah. wins. What do you make yeah. of that?
2: I mean, he's going to be uh, – you're going to say I'm damning him here. I don't mean to That's do that. Because pat- yesterday, we look, watched a lot of NFC Central where I live, and we're talking about quarterbacks. and, and, and uh, you know, Matthew plays fantasy football, so he's, he's got the numbers in his head like all these fantasy kids – and I said, you want Stafford? Would, would you have Stafford? And we, we start moaning and groaning and going, like, you know, just like I said to you, eh, Stafford's the new Barry Sanders.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of numbers, right? nothing accomplished. I, I mean, nothing nobody's going to say,
2: unlike people, look, I see these surveys, these, 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 these lists that people put together, and they're probably all fairly young people. And they, try, they, put, they, put, they, put, they put Barry Sanders in the same breath as Emmett Smith and Walter Payne. I'm just like, can, no, you, no, stop, no. can no, you stop, please? No, no, no. And, I, and by the way, I feel bad because I used to be more critical of Barry Sanders. I'm not going to be critical of him. I'm not. But I'm just not going to put him with those guys. And, and Matt Stafford throws for a bunch of yards as you suggest. Always. Always. And then next week you can't count on them to beat any. You can't count on them to beat the Jets. So they, they have a couple of wins, and you say, all right, maybe they got all this stuff, and they got Stafford, and they got Galladay, and, and they uh. – yeah. So I, I don't know I don't know what to make of it. But the league – the league is interesting right now because you've got some of these teams that I don't know that I trust. You you've soured now at least for the moment on Tennessee. Yeah, um, I like them, uh, but yeah, uh, you know I, I don't know, about you know Cincinnati had a had a nice win yesterday. So there are a bunch of teams that can threaten you, and you can be convinced for a week that they're pretty good or two weeks, and then what do they have? So I don't want to I don't want to go into overreaction Monday already. I'll save that for you and, and me this afternoon. But I thought yesterday brought a lot of intrigue to the league. And so and, let me,
1: I'll yeah I'll get you out of here on this. Is it time to write the valedictory on the New England Patriots and Cam Newton
2: and Cam? Uh, Newton. Two and five. I th- I I mean I thought that was actually a pretty pretty impressive effort they put up on the road at Buffalo yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Now, Obviously we're, you know, we're judging the Patriots on a different standard, a singular yep. standard. And I just thought the fact that the way they played, the way they comport themselves, the way Belichick said, Nope, he's my quarterback. I don't know who they got the next three weeks. I want to see if they can be five and five. And maybe, they, and maybe they, maybe that's beyond them now. But, I don't know that it's beyond them. Let's let's just see. They they they're missing so many things, Tony, right now. That maybe we can write it for this year. Maybe we can. And I don't know that. I, and if you do that, then I certainly don't know that Cam Newton winds up there with a one-year contract on a next on a second year. But I want to see what happens the next three weeks, starting you know this Sunday uh, or more than Monday, whenever they play. I want to see what happens with them. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to, to, to go Titanic on Belichick just yet. Not, not yet. It doesn't, look, it looks... It, it, you could do it. You could write it. I, I'm just not willing to edit it yet.
1: All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, Tom. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls. We will take a break. Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated will join us. We'll talk about the college football weekend and and the threats, the virus threats that seem out there in college. Boy, oh boy. I mean, not, not in the pros. They police it differently they lock people down differently you would think you'd be able to lock college kids down but I guess not so Pat Forty when we return I am Tony Kornheiser this is the Tony Kornheiser show this is the Lincoln financial ad this is the one that I did off the top of my head the other day and I was pretty close you want to talk more I was pretty close I'm just (laughs) going to read it and you'll if you remember it I think I was pretty close hey everyone this new world we're living in has me and my family talking a lot more. I mean, we're talking about everything from how much greater was the greatest of all time than today's greatest, to how to make sourdough bread, which both Michael and Elizabeth have made, and I've had them, and they're great, to how excited we are that football is finally back. And trust me, that last one's important because it gives you something to do for two days, three days, counting Monday, college, and then two pro days, Thursday, I guess, although those And with the COVID garbage. days, you get Monday and Tuesdays. Yeah, you get those, too. I can't keep watching my dog run circles in the backyard and call that a spectator sport. Though, to be fair, I had her outside earlier with the Frisbees. She's tired. And she was running around and in the front yard, and I did enjoy it. She smashed into me once, and if she had done that to Bootsy, it had been bad. The hammer could take it, though. Uh, man, he's a tough little kid. But despite how talkative we all are, the people at Lincoln Financial still want to point out the one conversation that most people still have not had, and that is about your financial plans. So do find time to talk to your loved ones about it, because the more we talk, the better we plan, protect, and retire. That's why Lincoln Financial is here to help you. Get the right questions to start your conversation at lincolnfinancial.com. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is from Rob Frank. Who says, I've enclosed a new song that I hope can be featured on an upcoming episode. It is today. The song is called Unwind. It's from his new EP, Isolation. The release is available for purchase and streaming at all the usual places. Rob Frank, R-O-B-F-R-A-N-K. enjoys being a small part of a show that he enjoys a lot. We're happy that you do this. Thank you very much. These songs can be heard in their entirety without me talking over them. At the end of the podcast, Michael, if people want to send music, how do they do it? Send us your music by
0: emailing it to jingles at
1: Tony Wonderful. Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated joins us now. Um, I want to talk about college football and a little bit about college basketball, just sort of almost in the abstract. But I do want to find out about uh, the Olympians and um, and with the postponement, uh, your thoughts that that the Olympics will indeed take place next year in Tokyo or it's over, right?
3: Yeah, I'm um, uh, sure hoping that uh, we have our viral house in order well enough to have the Olympics. Uh, you know, we'll see where things stand. I I think, you know, everybody says that uh, 2021 there will be vaccines available, uh, and there's, uh, you know, pretty solid belief that, like, USA Swimming certainly and the rest of the uh, national governing bodies are going to go ahead with uh, – with having their national championships and Olympic trials next year. So hopefully all systems are go, but, you know, as we've been saying uh, for how many months now, I mean, I thought we'd be further ahead than we are.
1: You know, the thing that I don't really understand is I think that the Tokyo people have said, if we don't have it in 2021, we're not going to have it, but I don't really understand that. I don't understand why you don't keep kicking the can down the road till you can have it. I don't really understand that. Do you?
3: No, I don't either. You know, I mean, I I, I would well, think you could have it in twenty twenty two. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, but for the you know that's the stance they took. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly why what all went into it, but that's what they have said. So it's it's definitely a Fisher cut bait uh, year yeah. in twenty twenty one. Let's hope. All
1: right, let me get to college football and the impact of Trevor Lawrence for people that wonder, for example, how come. Wilbon and I didn't dress up in costumes on Friday, Halloween, or the day before Halloween, our last show. Why we didn't dress up in costumes at the beginning of the show, it's very simple. Because our lead story was gonna be Trevor Lawrence contracts coronavirus. And I'm sorry, you know, 220,000 Americans have died of this and I'm not gonna be out there in a costume doing that story. The costume can wait for the second segment or the third segment. This is a big deal news story because Trevor Lawrence is the best player in the number one draft choice. He and Justin Fields are just great, great, great players. What is the impact of, of this? And uh, we understand that we don't know the impact on a personal level yet, but what is the impact on a football level to you?
3: Yeah. Um, well, all reports from a personal level so far, uh, Trevor's doing okay. He's doing fine. Yep. Um, yep. You know, and so he is expected to, to be okay, which is great uh, mm-hmm. from a football perspective. You know, uh, big, big impact depending on how long he's going to be out. He's indeed – Devo Sweeney's already come out and said he will not play – Notre Dame. He's out. Notre Dame. Huge game. Uh, he is the best player in college football. He's got, you know, a million games of experience. They are starting an incredibly talented true freshman, DJ Uyunglele, uh, from California. Giant Easy for you to say. High. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think for a second to make sure I could even come close to getting that right. Um, right. You know, uh, he played great in his first start. That was against Boston Mm -hmm. College. Notre Dame's better. Notre Dame has a really good defense. Notre Dame's going to throw some stuff at him that he hasn't seen. Uh, The thing, if if you are Clemson and you don't win this game and Trevor comes back and after that you're fine, then that's your... Your get out of Corona jail free card. That's right.
1: You're going to make the playoffs if you finish it out. Yes. Yes,
3: absolutely. Because you can just say, "Well, we didn't have the best player, and now the best player's back, and the best player's fine." So, yeah, they they can lose this game and still be okay going forward.
1: Can I? I'm just going to veer off on on something. Because I, I mean, I think you and I would probably concede that at this point. If there are four teams in the playoffs, the Pac-12's not sending anybody, and now the Big 12's not sending anybody. So the question is, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, is it going to be Notre Dame? Is it going to be Georgia? I mean, who's going to get the two teams, right? I mean, we, we're both agreed on that?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say for sure the Pac-12 can't get anybody in there, but I, the, the path, I, I, I wrote in the 40-yard dash uh, this week, that the path to the fourth team is wide open
1: right now. Right, right. So I understand that. But, uh, you know, these kids get tests— and then, like, at Wisconsin, these kids sit down for as long as whatever the protocols are, and those are subject to change, and I understand all of that. But coaches say they got it, and they're back in an hour and a half. Do we believe these coaches' tests, or are they getting medicines like, like Trump and Chris Christie got? Is that what they're getting?
2: Well,
3: <laughs> it's possible. I I, you know, I don't know what all they're getting in. And one of my abiding frustrations with all of this, Tony has been i, I and it should have been predictable the complete lack of transparency from so many schools about yes. what's going on. You know some schools have been upfront about their numbers, most of them won't tell you anything. Uh, they won't tell you about symptoms. Everybody's doing fine. everybody feels great. Nobody ever contracted it in a game. Nobody ever contracted it in anything related to football. It yeah. all just came out of the blue somewhere else. Uh, and yeah, we, we don't know what treatments are. We don't know. We don't know. So from that standpoint, I, I, what all went, has gone into it. Not sure. I mean, some coaches have been out, uh, 10 days You know, Jeff Brown, when he got it at Purdue was out for 10, 10 days, did miss a game. Uh, Mike Norvell at Florida state missed a game. Les Miles missed a game. So there, have how, about been a game. how
1: about Saban? How I about Saban? Mean, he was, he got it for an hour. I mean, yeah. how did that happen? Saban's almost was, my age. How did that happen?
3: That was allegedly a false positive where they, they then tested him like 160 <laughs> times in the next three days until they got three negatives, I think. And then said, boom, you're fine. You're cured."
1: See, you this know? is the, the, the question I write down. And I don't want to appear like a cynical former journalist. But do we believe these tests at all? And I don't. I mean, I just I don't believe all of them. You know what I mean? I don't believe all of them. Some of them I believe, but 100 percent of them I don't believe. How about you?
3: Yeah, I mean, no, sure. That, the thing, here's the problem, again, for college sports and, and universities in general, is I think their actions indicated an extreme willingness, almost desperation, to play football. Yes. And if you are that desperate to play, what are you going to do to play? And does that mean, oh, maybe we're just not going to tell the whole truth about what's going on here from a virus standpoint? We're not going to tell you who tested positive. We're not going to tell you how they got it, any of that. Oh, sure. I think that's entirely possible. Uh, You want something bad enough that you're not going to, you know, be open and transparent about what's going on with that virus, then I, I put nothing past anybody.
1: So I had Wilbon on before you and I talked about Barry Alvarez in Wisconsin and the Big Ten having a 21 day lockdown and the ACC having a 10 day lockdown. And I said, Mike, what do you think the percentage is? that Wisconsin won't have 21 and that'll go down in the big 10. And he put it around 58%. I'm, I would put it around 90% at this point that, that they will make an accommodation. Where would you
3: put it? I'm going to say 49%. We'll see. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. You guys might be right. You guys might be right. But one thing, you know, I, I the, the big 10, the athletic people within the big 10, had to really push hard on the academic people to go along with playing and i mean really push hard there were a lot of presidents who reluctantly went along with the uh with the all the pro all the protocols i don't know whether you can go back to the table again and say hey no you know what we need you to we need we need a little more flexibility from you we need right. a little more give there i i'm not sure i mean to me it was instructive that wisconsin could technically have played Saturday against uh, Nebraska. But somebody, and I would assume it is the president, said, no, we're not going to play. Now, technically, their numbers were okay enough at least early in the week that they could have played, and they, they canceled then. That tells me that it's at least one school, and I think there would be others. The presidents are going to put their foot down and say, look, we have, we have bent over backwards to have a season. We're not going to keep bending over backwards.
1: By the way, the, the people on the football team, and I, this is a little bit surprising, the pros test and test and test, and you know, most of the time everything is fine. In college, there's a lot more people who get the virus. Are these kids students at all, or are they locked away in an athletic dorm and, and pretty much in a bubble?
3: Well, that, that's a great question. I, I, it certainly varies school to school, but I think from a football perspective, most of them are pretty well locked away, and that's one thing. Yeah. You know, when you do talk to the players or the coaches and about this sort of thing, like, well, you know, yeah, I really don't go on campus anyway. (laughs) You know, my my (laughs) classes are all are all via Zoom call. Uh, You know, we get grab and go food. Otherwise, we're at the facility, where we're at home. You know, that and shoot, I can tell you. I mean, my my daughter's experience is Stanford. They're not on campus because there's no classes on campus uh, they're not right. they are allowed to go and swim and work out and then they go back home and then they do all their classes looking at a laptop.
1: All right, let me get to two sort of exciting football questions, and they're both about you know catastrophes in college football. What in God's name happened to l s u What has happened to them?
3: <laughs> well uh it is as I've been saying. Chizikian. Uh, you remember Gene Chizikian when yes. he was the yes. coach at Auburn, and with all Cam. the stars aligned with, Cobb, with, with Cam Newton, and they yep. win the national title. And then Cam leaves, and then Gus Malzahn left as offensive coordinator, and so on and so forth. And within two years, he was going 3-9 and nine and getting fired. Right. Uh, I'm not saying Ed Orgeron's going 3-9 two years from now but they lost all the mojo and all the people that made the mojo happen. You know, Joe Burrow, yeah. Joe Brady, Dave Aranda, and then a bunch of other people that went pro, some opt-outs. Man, though, I mean, when the bottom fell out, I'm not sure anybody believed it was going to fall out this bad. It is really bad. I mean, you lose 48-11 to a mediocre Auburn team, that's, that's not good. So they, they are up against it uh, for this year, and we'll see if they rebound after that.
1: And the next question, the preface goes like this. I think Jim Harbaugh is great for college football. I think he's great for Michigan. I think, you know, I, I'm not going to say I think the world of Jim Harbaugh, but I think this is a very good setting for Jim Harbaugh and that university. But they don't beat Ohio State or Michigan State at home ever, like one and six, one and seven, something like that. What is the future for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan?
3: It's interesting because his contract is actually out after next year. Uh, he has not been extended, whether that's by his choice or by the school's choice. So he's basically working on a two-season contract, which never happens in college football, which tells me, well, you know, I think one or both of them is probably saying, okay, we're about done here. And a game like Saturday, when you're playing a Michigan State team that was just absolutely humiliated by Rutgers yeah. and you lose yeah. that game, who that that's, that's really bad. I mean, for the most part, if you look, Tony, he's a guy who beats the teams that are worse than Michigan and loses the, the teams that are as good as or better. And so he's a 9-3 and three guy most of the time, basically. And few people are going to fire 9-3, and three, even if 9-3 and three includes getting your pants pulled down by Ohio State every year. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you start losing to teams that look really not very good at all. And that's when you can start saying, okay, the, the, the marriage is over here or ending. Uh, I, I would think, whether it's this year or next year, that he goes back to the NFL. I mean, this is a guy who had a very good record in the NFL. And I know it didn't end happily with the 49ers there. But still, you put his resume on the table against some other people. I mean, Adam Gaze does have a job. If, if he can have a job, Jim, somebody could hire Jim Harbaugh in the NFL, I would believe.
1: Thank you, Pat. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it.
3: All right. My pleasure, Tony. Thank you.
1: Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated who helps us out enormously and knows everything for which I am grateful. Uh, We will take a break. We will come back with email and a jingle, a jingle by um, John Fitzpatrick. Right, Nigel? John Fitzpatrick today?
0: That is right. About your favorite candy bar, I believe.
1: Wonderful. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
0: This is the
4: Tony Kornheiser Show. When I'm out there on the links, you know Just about to make the turn And I want a little nourishment I need some calories to burn That's when I turn to you The perfect source of energy
0: ingredients are few they come straight from nature's bounty yes that's
1: payday candy bar it exists completely in nature it's peanuts and caramel caramel grows in the earth and so do peanuts Along with steel. It's wonderful. Steel <laughs> apparently grows in the earth. I've decided That's... you only play golf for the payday. I love it. <laughs> I love that. That's the song Lovely Day by Bill Withers and it's John Fitzpatrick and it's very, very wonderful. Uh, Nigel, you want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad, please? Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, yes, go to Bethesda Bagels. We get our bagels there. Uh, every time we do a show, you will love them as well. BethesdaBagels.com for the location nearest you. Stop in and you'll be pleased. All right, that'll do it for us today. Let's go to the mailbag, but I want to say this. Let us be lovers. We'll marry our fortunes together. I've got some real estate here in my bag. So we bought a pack of cigarettes and Mrs. Wagner pies, walked off to look for America. Kathy, I said, as we boarded a Greyhound in Pittsburgh, Michigan seems like a dream to me now. It took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. I've gone to look for America. That's Paul Simon in the early days. I once wrote an English paper about that. Oh, really? I got an A on it. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I got an A on my English paper. You were that student. I was that one. It's a long (laughs) time ago. Great thanks to Michael Wilbon and Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. Thanks today for the sponsors, Lincoln Financial and Policy Genius. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio.com. If you get the show through iTunes, please leave us a review. I was a big Paul Simon fan. I am a big Paul Simon fan. I think he's an absolute genius, and I particularly love that song. Uh, From Papa Theum in... um, Paris in France. I was saddened to find out during Wednesday's podcast that the listener's email from last week successfully shamed you guys into remaining silent during the Reginald song. For a long time, <laughs> the terrible not of sing- singing along well behind really greatly contributed to the fun of listening to the jingle. I now realize it must have been quite a shock for you guys to find out that, you know, for such a long time you weren't in on the unintentional joke. However, I strongly encourage you to get past that and resume the joyous singing that made it so much fun. We're locked down again over here. We can use all the joy we can get. So I'm happy to do that, but we were just, we're way off, we're more than a second off. Derek Lipson, Colonel in the United States Army Special Forces writes, so dear friend Chris Saliza on Twitter offered great riches to anyone who could give him a solution to fogging glasses while wearing a mask. Intuitively hearing what Super G would have told him in the studio, I smiled inside and typed my reply, a quick, simple, sarcastic, quit breathing, that should solve your problem. (laughs) I chuckled softly and moved on to other more important tweets, like who on earth pulls Snell when he's dealing like that? Before I could post, Twitter informed me I'd violated their rules. My account would be suspended because I suggested the esteemed Siliza, Lumis <laughs> Chafee School for the Rich, Washington Post, CNN, and Mr. Tony Show contributor might take my response as a suggestion to hurt himself. My appeal denied. I'm left with you, Mr. Tony, to let Chris know. If he doesn't want his glasses to steam while masked, he should stop breathing or don't wear glasses. Hope this doesn't get me banned from the mailbag. No, it, we encourage things like that. <laughs> From Alex Lau in New York City, I think the only way to make this decision about how to handle your shoes is to consult Kevin Cash. I imagine his advice would be to sub in a new pair of shoes every week, no matter how the current pair is performing, or to have a pair start off your day, change into a new pair by noon, then a new pair for PTI, then a new pair for drinking wine and eating at the sink. The shoes you have on can be durable, comfortable, stylish, and functional, and he'd still probably pull them and bring in a new pair. They never go past six. From Joel Lobsher. <laughs> I was playing in a tournament with my Thursday golf group, and I had the experience of someone picking up my golf ball. I was on my final hole of the tournament, and I pushed my tee shot to the right. As I approached my tee shot, I noticed a woman walking back to her tee box. I asked her if she had picked up a yellow title list. She admitted that she had. I told her that was my ball, and that she had to put it back where she found it because I was playing in a tournament. She gave me a confused look and proceeded to toss my ball in the general direction Find of where keepers. she picked it up. Yeah, I guess i um, from Justin Hilliard in Cold Spring, New York, which I think is on Long Island, but maybe not. A wide array of Westbrook, me- Russell Westbrook <laughs> memorabilia. P.S. <laughs> squirrels. I simply enjoy the way you pronounce the word. I grew up in New Jersey and say it in one quick syllable, squirrel, whereas you say it in two syllables, squirrel. I must say I got a kick out of that. Yes, that's the, what the I do. The hammer is
0: obsessed with squirrels now.
1: Well, as is the dog, as is Chessie. Stares at them and wants to eat them. Can't catch them because they run up the tree. James F. in Columbia, Missouri, I'm writing to you from my bathtub. On my bathroom wall is a framed USA Today newspaper from 1998. It reads, 62, blasting away the past. I was at that Cardinals game when Mark McGuire broke the revered home run record. I get a chuckle every time I look at it because the humidity from the shower has penetrated the frame and wilted the paper. I can't be the only one with steroids-era merchandise. I think the bathroom is a perfect place for this piece of cheating memorabilia. I love listening to your show, especially in the tub, just so I would share. That was a line drive home run. And when he broke it, he picked up his kid at home plate, if I recall correctly. Uh, Chris Hall. Today's lesson in my Science for English majors audio course by Dr. K, not Dwight Gooden, the other one. Steel is not a potato. Information for life. We get a lot of these things. Brad Weiss, our friend Brad Weiss, professor of anthropology at William & Mary. So steel is not a potato? This is going to put a crimp in my Thanksgiving menu. You know, um... From Jason Blazer in Lake Orion or Orion. I get it wrong all the time. time. It's Orion, I think. Steel, it's not a potato. Information for everyone. I mean, what did I say? I just said you can't plant it. There's not a steel seed. It doesn't work that way. One other, I guess. Oh, this is, yeah, this is. Oh, this is from Dan Fitz, but it's enclosed with art. It says, after hearing you are currently accepting art submissions, my seven-year-old Susie provided this portrait of you. Mixed media of colorized wax and number two graphite. See attached. As an aside, my father, a loyal little podcast listener, just purchased the new Subaru Outback and has been raving about it. He was confused when I reminded him that Mr. Tony despises Subaru drivers. Can you please reinstate your contention for him. They just believe... It could have handled the snow this morning. Yeah, the light snow <laughs> yes. that we had. They just sort of believe that they love their children more than you love your children, that they're better people than you are, that mm-hmm. everyone who drives a Subaru is on a higher moral plane than everyone who doesn't drive a Subaru. I mean, I just, you know, that's you nonsense. Really, you really went all in. Well, it's nonsense. It's just absolutely... Do you know anybody who drives a Subaru that you like? I, I do. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I don't. If you're out on your bike, time to everyone, as always, do wear white.
0: Let him put that in his paper if he has need of news.
5: <laughs> well, the country lies in wait, Caught out and divided by the interstate And I can feel your body But it's gonna have to wait There's no such thing as goodbye, and the evening brings you to. But the dark don't know you like I do. November will chain a man to the ground, breaks lock, and you shuttle with the sound from the fresh tracks to the 21 goes through the smoke to where you're from i'll drag you out where the signals start to mix and i can still taste the taste of your lips one last run out to the end one last chance to begin watch it rain watch it rain divided by the interstate, and I can feel your body, but it's gonna have to wait, and through a wall of pure electric sound, I can feel your body shaking to the ground, I said, through a wall of pure electric sound, I can feel your body shaking to the ground, watch it rain, watch it rain. Direct!
4: The best is behind me And so The sun always shines, and sometimes I fear my sins will not leave me. And sometimes it's a brand new life, and all I need is a little relief from all of the things that bring me down. Sometimes you unwind, recharge your.
5: Feels so good.